Spider-Man, Spider-Man, he does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out, here comes a Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrived just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever... This is episode 368 for March 2015. Before we get to Spider History, I want to ask for your help in supporting this website and our podcast. Log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us pay the expensive bandwidth costs that come in each and every month. All right, gang, on with JR and Spider History. We're headed back to 1985 of March, JR. Amazing Spider-Man number 262 with a photo cover was released. Uh, yes, yes. And I remember when I was in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana at New Concepts uh, Bookstore, and uh, I saw this, and I said, oh, that, wow. I Because at this time I was contemplating giving up comic books because it was my senior year in college and I was beginning to think that it was time to get serious about life and get my life together and start thinking about being an adult and having adult responsibilities and boy I'm glad I got over that (laughs) but anyway so I say oh no I can't quit buying comics yet look at this cool really cool cover and uh, I'll bet there's an equally cool story behind it well, was there? there's a cool cover. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and and it was a cool cover without having a, a, a cool picture inside of Haley Atwell. But, you know, that's not for another 20, 30, oh, 30 years. Holy, this is 30 years ago. I think JR really likes Haley Atwell. I think he does, too. Well, unfortunately, when that's all that when, when you've got her and Spider-Verse, uh, <laughs> You know, at, at that point in time, I'm thinking that even Phil Stiller would be uh, 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 prefer- preferred over Spider-Verse, but anyway. Wow. wow. You're stretching it with Phyllis Diller. <laughs> compared, <laughs> compared to Spider-Verse? I don't... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, what is this? This is this is 30 years ago. This is really old shit. I mean, this is... <laughs> who was reading comic books 30 years ago? Anyway. I was. I was. <laughs> Three of the people on this call, JR. <laughs> okay, so who wasn't reading comic books 30 years what? ago? Who was? I wasn't. Ashley, what, how old are, what year Ashley are you born? Ashley was negative 1991. Six. I was negative six. Good job, George. Wow. Yeah. I, I was, Zach, what year were you born? I was 87, so I was negative three. Okay, you're negative three. Yeah, wow. All right, then. <laughs> My parents oh, got married. I can't, be- I can't believe this. I've been married longer than Ashley has been alive. That is just something. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, so like, 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 like
Uh, did we lose Jr.? Mike <laughs> was found in his in his in his home yesterday. My my, my, do- my my daughter is going to be 21 years old this year. I mean, it's like you know, I, I I think I need to retire from this comic book reading business. I just I can't relate to you people anymore. Lord knows it's all bankrupt you in your retirement. I'll tell you if the cover prices keep going. Hey, Jr., it's okay because uh, a couple of years back I was dating a 19 year old. <sighs> all right. Uh, <laughs> You know, I really, I really was, you know, I really wasn't, I, I really wasn't trying to compare, you know, my situation to pedophilia, but <laughs> zing, freaking zing, zing, zing. All right, did you feel that down in Texas? Both of you did. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom right by me, and then oh man, straight to Berman. My God. <laughs> JR, are you going to go into who's on the cover of the actor? I've got a little bit of history. I think his to. name is, uh, is uh, oh, Lord, uh, God, wasn't he the stuntman or whatever he was going to try to play? Scott, I would, leave, leave, uh, Scott something or other? I don't know, uh, but that's an impressive belt buckle. Yeah, it is. In fact, it looks like it's one you would wear in Texas almost. It I mean, doesn't look like anything that Peter Parker would wear, but it's an impressive belt buckle. The only right. thing it's missing is like a couple of horns or whatever, you know, like a uh, like they would – oh, what the hell. Anyway. You know, we earn those belt buckles by, by sacrificing our lives and not being oh. maimed by a bull, okay? The, uh, the, I'm very impressed with JR's uh, photographic memory or encyclopedia memory. It's Scott Leva. You're right. I've got his Wikipedia page up there. Wow. In 1987, Scott was tapped by Canon Films to play both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. Uh, he was also the actor uh, first photographed on the cover of Amazing 262. Uh, he's also a safety equipment designer for stuntmen. Uh, he won uh, the 2003 World Stunt Awards, nominated for Best High Wire Work for a 125-foot fall onto the top of a car on Ballistic X versus Sever. That was the Antonio. That was Banderas. a terrible movie. I didn't see it. He's also uh, had stunt work in uh, Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles, Dexter, uh, Hannah Montana. <laughs> uh, you, there are stunts in Hannah Montana, or worse. Uh, he was also in Enterprise. He was in the X-Men movie. He was in Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was in Star Trek Voyager, Lois and Clark, Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Six. he was in. He was also in Police Academy 6. <laughs> Next Generation, uh, The World According to Garp, and the very first Superman movie he performed stunts in. That is a little bit of... This guy was a cosplayer before there was cosplay. There's one of them was like uh, Dean Cain. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, he's God, he's got to be old now. He's 56. That's what I thought. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it, at the time in the mid 80s, this was impressive to have this on a cover. You, you didn't see this. It was. It was very. It was. I mean, it was definitely eye catching. It was. It was a lot better cover than the Marvel team up cover with Cap and Spider Man. Yeah, that uh, one was like. Didn't someone like take a sharpie or whatever and and, and uh, draw around <laughs> the the characters or something oh, on that one? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Anyway, take me to two sixty two. He he's gets photographed, doesn't he? Yes. How did you guess? I did mainly from Scott Levis cover. <laughs> well, you know that's funny because if you had based uh, your impression of a story on what you saw on the cover, you would have been totally wrong about Amazing Spider-Man number sixteen. But anyway, that's an 
another story there, but anyway. The robot's not in it, and also, uh, what's his name? The uh, 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 Clash or Smash or, you know. <laughs> See, we even forget about it. We've been in the Spider-Verse too long. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what, what happened in this one? Well, the, uh, well, aren't you supposed to, like, do written by, art by, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, written by <laughs> Bob Layton. Pencils by Bob Layton. Inks by Bob Layton. Cover art by Elliot R. Brown. How's that cover art? I don't it's, know. It's the photographer there, Douglas. Come on, now. Oh, okay. My bad. Thank you to SpiderFan.org for helping us do the history segment, by the way. Okay, anyway. So, Bob Layton, <laughs> script and uh, pencils. Uh, well, I just, I just wanted to get Brad to get that perfunctory duty out of the way, you know. I mean, but... Uh, <laughs> So this was the first, I think, of a series of, I think from here on out, for how long there was a lot of hit and miss as far as, I think DeFalco was the regular writer, but uh, I, I think at that time Jim Shooter started saddling him with more responsibility, so he kept missing issues, because I think like over the next year or so, Peter David's going to you know pitch in on a few. I mean, is, isn't this like the next 12-month period? Isn't like when Where Cometh the Commuter shows up as well? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of one-shots. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I mean, I think, like I said, I think DeFalco was still the regular writer, but uh, he kept getting... Uh, he kept having to take a month here or there to, to handle some other responsibilities, and so we got a whole lot of these these one shots, some better than others. This is, I mean, this isn't bad. It's it's just just a very average, mundane story. Uh, Spider Man is um, you know in the, in New Jersey uh, at the Newark airport because uh, President Ronald Reagan uh, is going to be flying in on Air Force One, and so Peter Parker is going to be there to take pictures. He goes into a closet to change, and some sleazy tabloid. For Photographer happens to open the the door while he's changing and uh, takes a picture of him with his mask off. And so then the rest of the issue is Spider-Man trying to find this guy and get the uh, the negatives uh, back uh, from from this uh, tabloid photographer. So that, that's pretty well that's pretty well the gist of the the entire issue. Yeah. Did, did you like what would you give it for a grade? Uh, it was a C. It was it was average. I mean, average. Okay. You know, he just uh, the, the this guy tries to sell the photos to a crime boss who doesn't want to pay, wants them for free. Then through a convoluted series of events, Spider-Man saves the guy's life. But then the crime boss thinks that Spider-Man saved his life because Spider-Man was trying to lure the crime boss into a crap, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Spider-Man then sees this guy about to get killed and says, oh, I could just let him get whacked and my secret would be safe. And then we get a one-page retelling of the origin story. Oh, I can't let that happen. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's... that's so Spidey, Spidey gets back the negatives. His ID is safe again until Tony Stark beckons him to reveal it to the world. But that's another story. Right. Also, we had an anniversary issue come out this month. Uh, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 100 came out, written by Al Milgram, pencils by Al Milgram, and cover art by Al Milgram. This is uh, his last issue of Amazing or Spec Spidey, right? Yeah, this is, uh, after this, um, some schlub uh, who, <laughs> who, started, yeah. who started out in the marketing department, you know, was given a job as a writer. I mean, it's like, you know, how desperate can you be when you go to the marketing department to pull out a writer, you know? And, and, and it was a guy with, like, two first names, you know? 
<laughs> and you you knew this guy had to, this guy had to be a loser, you know, with two first names. And 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 once you, I say his name, you realize you know what I'm talking about because he was never heard of again. I mean, the the guy who replaced Al Milgram after this issue was somebody named. Peter David, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, but no, this was this was um, Milgram and the whole spider, the whole everything that uh, Mantlo had been, Bill Mantlo and, and Milgram had been working on the last two or three years. Really, was pretty well being swept out the uh, door with this particular issue. Uh, and uh, I think Owsley, Jim Owsley, was put in as the editor, and J- Peter David was the writer. And so this was kind of the last gasp of this particular era. And it also happens to be the 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 breakup story between Spider-Man and the Black Cat, as well as one of the very, very early appearances of The Spot. Yeah, the villain, I think, has potential, but has been misused for 30 years. <laughs> well, if, he, if this villain has been misused for 30 years, I think the delusion is that he had potential to begin with. Other than... <laughs> well, Venom, Venom has been misused for 20. Venom has been misused ever since they decided to make him something other than a blob. <laughs> anyway. What does the black suit do in this one, by the way? I don't remember. I just remember the Felicia Blair cap. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that as the story get to that. unfolds. Oh, okay. because doesn't this one precede Web number one? Yes, it does. Oh well, okay, okay. But okay. you know, I was going to get into that. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, that was that's kind of why we do spider history because Sorry, Uncle because I, I kind of do these this this dramatic unveiling of this story and where it fits <laughs> in, in the grand. The grand panoram, panor, whatever the hell that word is. Yeah, it uh, sounds real grand. <laughs> of, the, of, of the Spider-Man mythology, and then George sits over there and says, "I make shit up and <laughs> that kind of stuff." And not uh, all the right. time. <sighs> Just okay. Take remember take, when there was like a, a love between Barryman and, and Jr. Now it's just like they're both two grumpy old men going. Oh, I was I was thinking about this the other and day. They, they all attack me. I was thinking about yeah. this the other day. I can pinpoint the exact moment of when I fell out of love with Fedinger. <laughs> it was with the Secret Wars. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's when they broke up like Black Cat. That, that was when Sonny and See Sherman what I did? I brought it back wars. around. I brought it back around, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I guess for George, that was kind of like finding finding out that, uh, like, the, his favorite, uh, you know, children's show star turned out to be a... a, a, a pedophile or something, you know, that kind of thing. Like, everybody in England found out about that. What was his name? Jimmy Sales or whatever or something like that. J.R. is so old <laughs> that he doesn't, that if he was a pirate, he wouldn't have a parrot on his shoulder. He'd have a vulture. <laughs> I was about to say, I can see a whole raft of J.R. is so old jokes now coming through the, the pike. Okay, you know when I add on the message board when I say, "What did you think of the show?" I want everybody to do Jr. jokes. Jr. is so white. I want to see this thread up to ten pages. Jr. is so old, blank. J- All right. Jr. is so old that when George, <laughs> that when George Washington was having his picture taken and he needed some teeth to put in, Jr. loaned him his. Um. <laughs> Jr. is so old he has Alzheimer's and doesn't realize that there wasn't photography when George Washington was alive. No, it was the it was the it was the painting by what's his name Stewart something or other. Speaking of Alzheimer's, weren't we talking about a certain Alzheimer's patient who was calling after George Barrowman when he wasn't there? 
That JR That's... is so old, his social security number is one. <laughs> that was awful, Brad. Too far. JR is so old, he's seven days old than dirt. Uh, JR is so old when he farts, he farts dust. <laughs> you know. I, I don't mind being roasted, but I do, I do actually kind of like the jokes to be funny. You know, you know, <laughs> but I guess you're not. I'm sorry, Jer. Hey, if it helps any, I actually made mine up on the fly. I, that wasn't even a joke until I said it. Uh, I, I wrote my own shit. Everybody else is just retreading stuff. Hey, you know, sometimes you can't mess with the classics there, Berryman. Because I love you, Jr. and I wouldn't, I, I, and I wouldn't want anything else, you know, but the best for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, suck it, Douglas. Uh, or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were. Uh, Ashley's over there, like, what the hell is happening? I'm straight out of this. <laughs> oh, let, let's do Ashley is so young jokes. You know, kind of like this, you know, actually is so young that she wasn't even uh, a, a fetus back when uh, these issues came out or something. I don't know. What the hell? That doesn't sound funny, that's funny now. Yeah, that doesn't work. Hold on. I'm Googling she's so young jokes. Hold no, on. Brad, they're not appropriate. Trust me. I haven't even looked at them, but I can already tell you I'm not going to say them on the air. Let's not go down that, that, down that bridge there. Oh, I can't say that one. can't say that one. Ooh, yeah. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Spider history. Yeah. Anyway, as I'm as I begin to unveil this this massive panorama of, of Spider the Spider Man mythology, Spider Man Peter Parker 100. Uh, a couple of issues ago, we learned the origin of the spot, and of course, the spot comes you know breaks through in a major way in this issue. But issue number we but also what was going on was during that classic Secret Wars event, um, Felicia was going around looking for superpowers. And she went to the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and they wouldn't give her superpowers. And then, you know, being the really smart young lady that she is, uh, a bunch of guys drove by in a car, asked her if she wanted superpowers. She hopped in with them and got superpowers. And it turned out that, you know, nothing could go wrong there, right? Uh, but and it turned out that they were actually from the Kingpin. And so anyway, the Kingpin, of course, you know, has a, you know, has an ultimate motive, has, has a, a motive in mind, as we'll find out later on here. But anyway, the Spot gained his powers because he was trying to, he was working for the Kingpin, trying to figure out how to duplicate the powers of Cloak, as in, you know, as part of Cloak and Dagger fame, because the Kingpin figures that because Cloak was so close to Dagger, Dagger had daggers of light, daggers light, daggers that are somehow related to Cloak's cloaking can help heal the Kingpin's wife, which, yes, that really is... Wow. The rationale for the plot here, uh, because the Kingpin's wife is slaying partially catatonic uh, in the uh, in his mansion somewhere. Anyway, uh, so Peter has visions of the black suit trying to get him. Uh, Shashan, see, we got this other subplot where Flash Thompson keeps disappearing, and Shashan is thinking that he's seeing that he's actually seeing somebody else and stepping out on her. So she calls Peter, says Flash is disappearing. I think he's stepping out on me. He doesn't like the sandwiches I make him anymore. You know, so Spider Man <laughs> decides to Spider Man decides to follow him, and oh, Flash isn't really fooling around on Shashan. Flash is actually trying out uh, for a spot on a walk on spot on a pro football team. Oh boy, I feel silly now. Now. And then, oh, wait a minute, there's Betty Brandt. Oh, wait a minute, Betty's going in smooching flash. Oh, shit, I guess 
he really is stepping out on Shashan. What do I tell her now? Um, because anyway. remember, Betty Brant's a horrible person. Yeah. Well, not as horrible as Liz has been lately, but that's another story. But in, <laughs> so, what has the black suit been up to? Well, actually, the black suit has uh, kind of been, you know, skulking around trying to get back to Peter Parker. So, what it did was it took over this uh, took over this other dude's body and is just kind of swinging around town uh, trying to find Peter Parker. Well, wasn't it, wasn't it like a chubby dude? If my thirty year old memory serves, it was like a woman. And it was like a chubby dude, and or was it multiple people? Well. Right. Uh, I, I think it's a chubby dude this time. If it's, okay. <laughs> if, if it's important. Uh, you know, but... Uh, man, man, all right. Okay, so anyway, you know... You were on a roll. Yeah, JR, this is the 100th issue of Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, you know, there's it's a big black cat breakup issue. It's a transition era. Uh, and, uh, oh, by the way, but, but what I really want to know is, did the black suit take over a chubby dude? So, anyway. You have to understand, that's where Brad's coming from, man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway... Hold on, I'm googling old jokes again. Hold on, <laughs> here so, they go. Anyway, both both anyway both Spider Man and Felicia, you know, they want to take on the Kingpin, but but neither one of them really want to do it with each other, you know, because the Black Cat, of course, really doesn't want Spider Man to understand her complicity in this whole thing, and Spider Man no longer trusts Felicia anymore. So you know, Peter says, "Oh, Felicia, I I I." I'm going to like, you know, sleep tonight. I'm not going to go beat up the kingpin. And she said, oh, that's that's good. That's good because uh, I'm just going to lay around and watch TV. Well, of course, then they hang up the phone and think they've each put one over on, the, on each other. Uh, and then they both decide they're going to go after the kingpin. Uh, anyway, oh, and the spot is there, too. So they both break into the, uh, the, the kingpin's um, mansion. And the spot is there for shits and grins. And... Felicia is, uh, she's going to take on the kingpin, but what happens is the kingpin says, ah, ha, ha, you know, I wanted you, I wanted to, you to slip in here, you stupid bitch, because I'm going to tell Whoa. you what my, I'm going to tell you what my devious plan that I've been hatching for the last two years has all been about, uh, because you, back in that classic owl octopus uh, story arc back in Peter Parker, the 70s, because you stole a nuclear detonator from me, and because it wound up in the hands of Dr. Octopus, and because Dr. Octopus was going to blow up a nuclear bomb with it, and he was going to take out New York City, I had to leave New York. And because I had to leave New York, I'm blaming all that on you. Not the fact that Dr. Octopus was an utter lunatic or anything like that. I'm going to blame it on you. In fact, my poor motivation is going to be a forerunner for Eddie Brock's poor motivation, but that's another <laughs> story. Uh, but anyway, so I guess I'd give you your bad luck powers because the more you hang around Spider-Man, the more bad luck you're going to give him. And eventually, it's, he's going to have so much bad luck, he's going to die. Uh, and um, so... and. Anyway, the black cat says, oh, no, that's absolutely horrible. You know, I'm going to kill you for this. Kingpin says, no, you ain't going to do nothing to me, bitch, because your powers won't, your powers won't work if I just stand here, you know. And okay, so, you know those moments that Jr. said where I had just accused him uh, of making shit up? <laughs> I'm going to have to throw one of those out of here. No, wait. It, it says, you know, here's a panel. Felicia saying, I'll kill you for this. Kingpin, who's oh. actually kind of looking like Dr. Phil in this picture. Tisk, tisk, your power is... Tisk, tisk. This is not how you portrayed it a moment ago. 
<laughs> tisk tisk. Well, I, I would say the way I portrayed it was better than the kingpin saying tisk tisk. Uh, tisk tisk. Your power is all but useless if I don't attack you, and I won't. There is my revenge, cat. Leave your lover, and you are both heartbroken. Stay with him, and he dies. Exquisite, is it not? Curse you, kingpin. Curse you. I think I like. You know, it would be better if it was actually read by actors wow. and not some old dude who's just reading it. <laughs> Hey you, hey, you two, break it up in the home. We can All do right. a dramatic reading if, if you like. <laughs> no, you guys go ahead. I'm going to go back to looking at pictures of Helen Mirren. <laughs> hey, hey uh, you know, remember there, Barryman, you actually drank with the voice of the kingpin. No, I forgot. Yeah. You know, Did he say, you know, wait, 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 wait. You know, King, Barryman is making old people jokes, and here he is drooling over pictures of, of, a, of a sexagenarian senior citizen. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of Helen Mirren from the 60s, dude. <laughs> oh, that was when she was a flower child, wasn't she? Although I, although she's dude, I don't want to know what your what your personal issue. You, no, man, that's that's too much information. I'm not looking up pictures of Helen Mirren. I was making a, you, another you, old joke. Oh, okay. I mean, so Ashley, how you doing? <laughs> so anyway, Spider Man breaks in. <laughs> Ashley said she woke up today. Yeah, <laughs> she had to review an awful book. She had to review an awful book, and now she has to hear all this. Yeah, my day was good enough on its own to make up for it, so I just got to get through the rest of the how, four hours this is going to take. So. Oh, I know, I know. I'm in it for the long run. Oh, no, this, this, I'll wrap this up fairly quickly because the <laughs> audio, you demanded it. Uh, anyway, just like you demanded that three-part uh, Black Cat backup story. Hey, I do demand yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, so Spider-Man breaks into the Kingpin's mansion after the Black Cat runs away crying, uh, and so Kingpin and Spider-Man get in a fight. And then the Black Cat realizes, you know, I can't. I love Spider-Man so much that I can't like hang around him and make him die. So I'm going to break up with him. I'm going to do something totally selfless uh, and break up with him, and 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 uh, I'll be such a good person for it, and I'll make myself feel better. Well. Spider-Man, the Kingpin calls the cops on Spider-Man. Spider-Man decides to flee the mansion. He finds Felicia. Felicia says, I have something to tell you. And Spider-Man says, oh, no, Felicia, I have something to tell you first. Basically, you are a lying, backstabbing, untrustworthy bitch, and I'm breaking up with you. (laughs) I don't think he called her that. Well, let's see here. Wait a minute. What did he say here? He said, we're too different. We're so different. Same thing to me. Uh, (laughs) That's Megan. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Wasn't that line used during the Mackie Byrne reboot? Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's we're so young. We're just so young. And we'll set the world on fire. So anyway, she now Felicia is now Felicia is going to be mad at Spider Man for the next two years and plot against him with the foreigner because he broke up with her before she could break up with him. What an asshole! She gets her revenge more, jacket. More stupid motives, you know. We got uh, that awesome new like, costume. And Does anyone remember her jacket where she melted, yes. like she stole the statue and she melted yep. it into the pole? I, I don't like that costume. It was yeah. horrible. It's delicious. <laughs> it's Are you going to so cosplay in that costume? I want to. I want that jacket. Yeah. That jacket's awful. Why? It's awful <laughs> awesome. The only time it only looks, the only time that jacket looked good was on Ricochet. The nineties. Oh wow, Ricochet! Yeah, it's so vengeful. <laughs> Did Ricochet really get that jacket, or just no, it was just similar? I was I'm like, okay, I was like, I missed that story where he actually no. got her coat. Uh, Jr. Great on it. What do you think? Well, wait a minute, I haven't got to the last page yet. Oh, 
Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, see, the last page is... I thought they broke up and that was it. The last page is Peter going back to his apartment, and then as he's rifling through his closet, the black suit slowly inks its way in there, and basically the last panel of this issue is the first panel of Web of Spider-Man number one, which leads into another classic story, which we actually have discussed in a previous issue of... Or a previous uh, episode of Spider History. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, this uh, was a C. I, I gave it a C. I really did not like. Yeah. The, the, to me, the Peter the Peter Parker Spider Man had been going downhill for some time. Uh, the whole whenever they decided to instead of making Felicia kind of a sexy amoral foil who Spider Man was. Passion, you know, passionately in love with, but who really was no mm-hmm. good for him. You know, instead of kind of keeping that complicated relationship, they just decided to, you know, dumb it down to a five-year-old level and just make her a ditzy bitch. So yeah. rather than there being any kind of emotional conflict, it got to be where, God, we can't stand this girl. Get her out of here. You know, she's obviously just too stupid for our hero. Um, so it was, um, it, it was almost like the team up book, the black cat Spider-Man book for a period of time. Almost. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, and, 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 you know, I didn't mind that. I mean, it was, it was, it was different. I mean, Spider-Man had never had a, well, he'd never had a partner before, uh, right. and particularly a, a romantic partner. Uh, and as long as Felicia was semi-intelligent, it was a good idea, but, but like I said, they around uh, it, when he revealed his identity to her, they decided to make her an utter moron. Yeah, and, uh, she, she just couldn't take his face or whatever. Yeah, that. just stupid. <clears throat> even though even though it had been established in the past, she wanted to know what he looked like, and she right. was curious what he looked like. But then all of a sudden, now she couldn't bear to to look at him. So whatever. Uh, there was two other books that came out this month, but I don't think you're going to review it. Uh, Secret Wars number eleven <laughs> came, oh, came out Dr. this month. <laughs> he turned a turned a dude into glass. Turned a dude in the glass, and then and then Ben Grimm played dude Patty in the glass, Cake. Dr. He turned a dude into lenses. Lenses. He was made of sound. Then, then, then uh, Doctor Doom fixed his face, right? Well, and then Ben Grimm played Patty Cake with somebody, didn't he? I'm really missing out, aren't I? And then the, you got and then the Molecule Man got laid. Don't listen to Jr. He's a goddamn monster. <laughs> the Molecule Man got laid by vol- Volcanic Girl or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was hot. Now. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, and, 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 and well, it, and then like three issues before, like this big black turd fell and took over Spider-Man. You know, and it was it turned out to be the black costume because he walked into an alien contraption and said, "I know how absolutely nothing works around here, but there's this black blob. I think I'll let envelop me and uh, and uh, and uh, I'll let it be my new suit." Also uh, came out this month. Uncanny X-Men number 191. This is actually a pretty good story. Uh, Spider-Man has a significant role in it. Did you read this one back in the day, JR? No, because the X-Men make no sense. <coughs> I know you hate the X-Men, but uh, Kulan Gath. Do you remember this oh, one, Oh, this is the one, yeah, where like everything got kicked into the Hyborian Age or whatever. And yes. Spider-Man yeah. was the only one who was immune to it, and uh, Gath tortured him, and he died. But then he got better. Yeah, because comics. Yeah. Anyway, I liked it. That was a pretty good one. Uh, John Romita Jr. on uh, pencils and Chris. You forget that Kulan Gath was the uh, was the final Jeopardy question on final Je- on final Jeopardy last year. 
Yeah, that's why I missed it. I can't I know. remember how you say his name. You actually named an Excalibur villain, and then you were like, it's close enough, and I'm like, no, it's an Excalibur what, villain. What, di- what did I say? What was my answer? Oh, I can't remember now, but it was an Excalibur villain. That's hysterical. All right, good month or bad month, JR? March of 85, is that right? Yeah, pretty disappointing yeah. month, actually, And uh, and uh, except for like the next month where I bought Web of Spider-Man number one just to just to buy it. Uh, I yeah. had, uh, that was one of, I had dropped out of buying comics for a while. Uh, spectacular Spider-Man 101 has one of the best covers of all time, I think, with the black it does and black. It is a great cover. I burn. 